your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Monday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. Excited to be back for another show today. And on today's show, we're talking a lot about Iowa basketball. We also are going to talk about the news that Spencer Lee is not going to be wrestling for the Iowa wrestling team this season and what all of that means. That's all coming up on the show today. Before we get to that, though, I do want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. And today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. And if you didn't get a chance to catch our episode yesterday with LaShawn Daniels, I highly recommend you do that. We broke down the Iowa-Kentucky game. If you are an avid YouTube follower, we got the full episode up yesterday with LaShawn. If you are only listening to us on podcasts, we had part one dropped yesterday, which was the Iowa-Kentucky breakdown. Part two is dropping on Wednesday, where we get more into the details of what to expect from Iowa in the coming seasons, what to expect from this quarterback position. Will Kirk Ferentz announce the quarterback decision early on or not to allow people to transfer? We're going to talk about all that, answering your questions on our Wednesday episode, so stay tuned for that. Tonight, Iowa men's basketball has a big game against Maryland, so we're going to be talking about that. Before we get to that, though, First, let's talk about the huge news coming out of the wrestling program. Spencer Lee has decided to basically shut it down this season. He's going to get surgery on both his knees to repair his two ACLs um, after starting 3-0 on the season. He wrestled a couple weeks ago, did pretty well, beat top 10 ranked wrestlers um, with ease to a degree, uh, but ultimately deciding to shut it down. People were curious, why now? Well, here's the thing. From what it sounds like in his exclusive interview with Chad Lystico, that Spencer Lee felt like after he tore his first ACL, he was able to make things work clearly. He was able to wrestle on it and do a pretty good job, and it wasn't as much maintenance. After he tore the second ACL, he felt like, well, I was able to wrestle on it. I can do this maintenance. I can do this groundwork to be able to get up to speed and still wrestle at a high level. But it became too much. It became to a point where he wasn't even wrestling at all. It sounds like he wasn't able to run at all. It was three times icing. It was going to the you know to the arena multiple times a day just to do PT to be able to try to wrestle. And after he did wrestle, he'd have to go through extensive PT for days after. And it got to the point where it was just not going to work out. He wasn't going to be able to do it the way he wanted to do it. By making this decision now, there's two things that kind of are impacted. First, he should be able to get a medical red shirt. So he will be wrestling next year for the Iowa wrestling team, barring some weird thing that happens. He should be granted that medical red shirt. This will also get him healthy for the Olympics as well. He'll be able to wrestle on two ACLs as opposed to no ACLs and take his shot at the Olympics. His goal is still to win four titles for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And he still has a very good chance to do that. And next year, he'll be healthier. After nine months of rehab, he will be ready to roll against top competition and be a leader in a relatively younger Iowa Hawkeye wrestling team that is going to be losing several key guys after this season. 
Now, this is a blow to the 2021-2022 Iowa Hawkeye Wrestling Program. They are the number one ranked team in the nation. They are expected to win a national title, but when you lose the top pound-for-pound wrestler in the entire country, it is a devastating blow. Now, Iowa still should be a top-ranked team in the nation. They still should have the, 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 the best chance to win a national title, but it's going to be a little harder. And to this point, Iowa has definitely been flirting with that nice little gray line of beating teams enough and also getting healthy. So can they stay healthy? And can they figure out a replacement for Spencer Lee? Right now, it looks like Drake Ayala, a very, very highly touted wrestler out of Fort Dodge, a guy who only had, I believe, three losses in his high school career, three-time state champion. So far, he's doing pretty well in his freshman year. This weekend, he beat the number 12-ranked wrestler and just barely lost to a number 9-ranked wrestler. With it being his show right now, he has an opportunity to do something that Spencer Lee did as well in his true freshman season. This is an opportunity for Drake to go in and potentially, you know, at least get to the medal round for the Iowa Hawkeyes. That's about your expectations here. You hope that the other guys can kind of pick up the weight. Last year for the national title, Iowa didn't do that great of a job, all things considered. They didn't take home the, na- the amount of national titles they wanted to. If other guys can get things done, like a Jaden Ironman, a Chem Dog, Alex Marinelli, the loss of Spencer Lee will not lose Iowa the national title. But it is definitely something that we're going to need to be watching over the course of the next over the next three months as Iowa gets into uh, more Big Ten duels and gets ready for uh, Big Ten championships and also the NCAA. Losing Spencer Lee is a huge blow. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of hope still with this, this Iowa wrestling team. There was also a rumor that Kim Dog was also um, out, but that has been squashed, according to Cody Goodwin. Uh, again, doing a phenomenal job of reporting on all things wrestling. Kim Dog is going to be an Iowa Hawkeye still. He is not leaving the program, as some feared, when some random guy decided to post that he also was leaving the program uh, quite shortly after Spencer Lee announced that he was not going to be wrestling this season. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about basketball. we got to get into this Iowa-Maryland game, and we're going to talk about what we learned from Iowa in the non-conference schedule and what they need to do to make an NCAA tournament. Before we get to that, though, with the New Year's comes New Year's resolutions, and if yours is about getting fit or eating healthy, make sure you include Built Bar into your plans. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar, and it makes it so easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so darn good, you'll always want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or even taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy. You also want something delicious. That's where protein bars like Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the only protein bar I go to for that health and delicious flavor that I always covet. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most of them have 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, plus 17 grams of protein. Comparing that to a candy bar which has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen net carbs, why wouldn't you grab yourself a Built Bar? And right now, if you go to Built.com, that's B-U-I-L-T.com, and use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And again, thank you all for making the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Lockdown Hawkeyes. And as we were talking about, Iowa has a big game tonight versus Maryland. 
we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to get into what we learned from the non-conference schedule. Actually, let's start with the non-conference schedule first. With Iowa, uh, about as good as you could expect uh, in their non-conference schedule. There's a lot of unknowns for this Iowa Hawkeye basketball team. When you lose a Joe Wieskamp, when you lose a Luca Garza, when you lose a C.J. Frederick, right? When you lose these kind of guys, it can be very, uh, uh, you know, Jack Jack as well. So like Jack Nungy as well. When you lose those kind of guys, it makes it very difficult to have a, a title contending team or even an NCAA tournament bound team. However, Iowa has managed to find a way to put themselves in position again this year, led by the surgeons of Keegan Murray, who we all saw glimpses of last year, but he has really taken that next step to being an elite level basketball player, a guy who is now being projected as a top 15 NBA draft pick. Before the non-conference schedule, about what we expected, they had a pretty easy schedule outside of the four-game stretch of Virginia, Purdue, Illinois, and Iowa State. And although they lost to Purdue and although they lost to Illinois, they were in both of those games. The Iowa State game, a bit of an anomaly. They really just couldn't shoot the ball at all in that game. But getting a nice win against Utah State, Virginia doesn't look as good as it did. But nevertheless, Iowa coming into their conference schedule 10-3 and with only one non-conference loss, you can be pretty happy with those results. But now, you absolutely need to get on a roll here. Iowa 10-3, and three. they have a very winnable stretch of games right now. They have Maryland, followed by Wisconsin on the road, Indiana at home, Minnesota on the road, Rutgers on the road, and Penn State at home. You have to go 5-1 and one in those games. Ideally 6-0, but I think you have to go 5-1. and one. Anything less than 5-1, and one, and I am a little bit concerned about this team's ability to make the NCAA tournament because the schedule's only going to get much more difficult after that. After that Penn State game, you get Purdue, Penn State, a top Ohio State team, Minnesota, Maryland, Nebraska, a very good Michigan team that has struggled, Michigan State, Nebraska, Northwestern, who's been pretty decent this year, Michigan, Illinois. You need to win the games that you are supposed to win. And it starts with Maryland tonight. Maryland is a team that if Iowa were to lose them on their home court, that would be a quad three loss in net rankings. Now, if you are new to NCAA basketball, if you are new to how the NCAA tournament works, net ranking is a big part of it. It basically accounts for your strength of schedule, but also where you're playing these teams at. And it assigns wins and losses in four different quadrants, quad one, quad two, quad three, quad four. NCAA tournament hopefuls need to basically win all of their quad three and quad four games, preferably all their quad two games. And you want to have as many quad one wins as possible, which kind of identifies that you have beaten quality opponents either at home or on the road. The rankings can change. They can fluctuate. And it also depends, again, on that home versus away in neutral court as well. So losing to Maryland is a big-time big time loss on this on this schedule at this point because it would be a quad three loss. But what we learned from this team so far is kind of interesting. I thought they were going to be better defensively. And to some degree, they have been. But I would say, whereas last year's team was consistently just below average defensively, this year's team is boomer bust. They can force turnovers at a high rate, and they have been doing that. Their steal percentage is top 100. Tony Perkins, I thought, has done a really great job. Aaron Eulis has done a really great job in the backcourt as well. But they also are pretty lackluster and are allowing a relatively decent clip from three. Teams are scoring 
relatively easily against the Hawks. There's been letdowns at times. Right now, according to Kempom, they are ranked 115th in the nation in defense. And that's after playing a very bad non-conference schedule. For example, last year people were worried about that defense. That defense was 75th. In 2020, that defense was 97th. In 1911. So, still worse than the 2019 team. Still worse than that team. It has been since 2018 where Iowa went 14 and 19. That disastrous season with Jordan Mohan and Tyler Cook as sophomores. And since 2017 with those guys as freshmen, with Peter Jock at least, had they been that bad defensively? Again, this team is very boomer bust. I, we have not seen them pull it all together. I really like some of the sets they do defensively. I love their half-court trap. I love their full-court press. But when they get into those half-court sets or the half-court defensive schemes, they are not doing a very good job of closing out on shooters. And they're not doing a good job of eliminating second chance opportunities for the other teams. And that has been their biggest issue, which goes to the next point of rebounding. They've gotten better at rebounding so far the last couple of games. Granted, again, not against top-level competition, but they have gotten better. But that really hurts them defensively. You'll have a possession where Iowa holds a team for nearly the entire shot clock. Shoot the ball, miss. Opposing team gets the rebound, hits a three. That is a dagger in the momentum, and it's a dagger in the score of the game, and Iowa cannot afford to allow that to happen. Now, what I didn't expect is that this offense was going to be almost as good as what we saw last year, but in a different form. It's not as much three-point shooting, although there are definitely some components to that. We've seen Jordan Bohannon have some pretty good nights. Keegan and Chris Murray have had some good nights. Tony Perkins has picked up his shot. Peyton Sanford looks like the second coming of Jordan Bohannon, but a little bit better athlete and better defensively. But what we're really seeing is this team drive to the basket. They're scoring in a couple different ways. Keegan Murray has really taken over as that lead scorer for Luca Garza, who got a lot of his stuff done down low and also on the perimeter where Keegan can drive a bit more to the basket. So I was doing it in different ways, but yet they're still pretty effective offensively, fourth in the nation in terms of adjusted offensive efficiency. So what's next for this team? Again, you have the conference schedule. It is very important that Iowa wins the games they are supposed to win. I do not expect them to have a fantastic record against Purdue, Illinois, Michigan, Michigan State. But they need to win the games that they should win. And that has been a big letdown in previous seasons where last year against Indiana, for example, where they dropped that game. You cannot afford to do that when you don't have as much wiggle room because your team isn't as good as it was last year, especially with the three losses coming into 2022, two of them already being in the conference, one of them being a non-conference. The biggest thing here, though, I think is health. We need to see Keegan, Chris, and Patrick stay healthy. All three of those guys have been banged up at some point this season. Patrick has had issues with injuries throughout his career, mostly not, not necessarily injuries as much, but more fatigue related to those you know cancer, cancer stuff that he had to deal with. But Keegan, Chris, and Patrick need to stay healthy. Also, it's kind of concerning, but Iowa still doesn't trust their big men. And as they get into Big Ten play, it hasn't been an issue to this point. But Kofi Coburn absolutely dominated the Hawks. And when you get some of those big guys, we've seen Philip Abrachev struggle a little bit defensively and get a few more fouls called on him than what we would like to see. So it's kind of interesting. Where does Iowa go from here? They need to shoot better. 
obviously, from three. More consistently, honestly. When you look at that game against Iowa State, one of their worst shooting performances I've ever seen. 18% from three, 33% from the field. They're not going to have that kind of shooting night every single night. But that's where I thought, because I didn't think they were going to be able to shoot the ball the way last year's team did, that defensively, they would pick it up. But defensively, they haven't gotten there yet. But this team has the ability. They have the components. And it starts with this upcoming slate of games, the next six games. They need to get to a 5-1 record in this conference schedule, if not 6-0. and if they get to that point, they get 5-1, and one, I will feel pretty confident about this team and what direction, what the trajectory is of this team going forward. If they go 3-3 three and three or 4-2, and two, I don't know if this team is an NCAA tournament team. Unless they can handle the adversity and persevere through that, will be interesting. And again, in that six games, rebounding needs to improve. 40 minutes of defensive effort needs to improve. And we need to see a more consistent shooting performance across the board. Coming up, we're going to talk about Iowa versus Maryland, though. The first of these six games that Iowa needs to win, we're going to talk about what Iowa needs to do to beat Maryland. That's all coming up in a few short moments. But hey, Hawkeye fans, this is your host, Andrew Wade, with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code SCORE and you can actually get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back on your first fill-up. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE and you'll get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's literally no catch to this. The cash back gets added right to your account, and you can cash out anytime to your bank account using PayPal, and need a gift card for Amazon or other brands, or again, to your bank account. So just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE and get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE for $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. All right, y'all, let's get into it. The Iowa Hawkeyes are taking on the Maryland Terrapins tonight. And this is a big game for Iowa, as we alluded to in our previous segment, talking about the where Iowa is today and where they need to get to to go to the NCAA tournament. They need to beat Maryland. Maryland is a team that people had some high hopes for coming into this season. But things quickly spiraled out of control. Mark Turgeon, their longtime head coach, was announced that he was going to be leaving at the end of the season. It happened a little bit sooner than we expected, and they made Danny Manning the interim head coach. They're playing under an interim head coach, but coming into the season, they thought this was going to be a solid team. They were returning Eric Ayala. They were returning Dante Scott and Akeem Hart, but they they couldn't figure it out with the transfers. Fats Russell and Cutis Wahab were also added as transfers, but they haven't really figured out the gelling of this team yet. Their three-point shooting is struggling. They're not exactly the best offensive team all around. And again, kind of a team in a lot of chaos to this point. They lost to George Mason, Louisville, Virginia Tech, and Northwestern. And right now, they're 115th in net ranking. So again, as I talked about on segment two, this would be a quad three loss. So Iowa cannot afford to lose this game versus Maryland on their home court. If Iowa plays defense well, limits their shooters the way other teams have been, Iowa should be able to escape out of this game with a W. Again, looking at Maryland, they're ranked 56th overall, according to Ken Palm. 
83rd on offense, 52nd on D. And this is not a very good three-point shooting team, 287th in three-point shooting percentage. And they're not trying to shoot threes either. Only 314th in terms of point distribution related to threes. Now, that being said, they have three guys who have shown to be good three-point shooters in the past. And as we know with Iowa, there is nothing that gets a poor three-point shooting team going better than playing against the Iowa Hawkeyes. So watch out for Eric Ayala, Dante Scott, and Hakeem Hart. All three guys, watch out for them being able to shoot the ball effectively, allowing them to be open. That is going to be dangerous for the Iowa Hawkeyes. The other thing that's concerning is they have a lot of size. Defensively rebounding, they do a phenomenal job of crashing the glass. They are 35th in the nation in defensive rebounding. And as we talked about, Iowa has struggled on the glass, both offensively and defensively. If they want to win this game, they have to crash the glass. They have to give themselves those second-chance opportunities, and they cannot let Maryland get those second-chance opportunities where they can kick it out to a Scott or an Ayala and allow them to hit a very timely three. One thing I am a little bit concerned about, with the size that Maryland has, they have two guys in their starting lineup at 6'8", another guy, Cutis Webb, 6'11", 240 pounds. That provides an interesting challenge for the Hawks. Now, Iowa has the ability to play some small ball pretty easily because they have several guys at six foot eight, right? You got Patrick McCaffrey, you got Keegan Murray, you got Chris Murray. There are a lot of a lot of height. Uh, you have Philip Bracha as well. So a lot of height at that mid-level for the Iowa Hawkeyes. But really, outside of that, if you want to go above Philip Bracha, you got to go to Josh, who's been injured, or Riley Mulvey, a guy who should be playing high school basketball right now. So how can they match up on this size? And can Iowa stay out of foul trouble? Maryland has done a very good job of getting teams into foul trouble to this point. And they are 24th in the nation at getting to the free throw line. In terms of allowing teams to get to the free throw line, Iowa's 110th. So that is a matchup I'm a little bit concerned about. They might attack Philip Bradshaw with some of those big men. And we've seen against Kofi that Philip wasn't getting a lot of good calls there. They might attack either a Keegan or a Chris when they're playing in the paint, especially Keegan. You want to get him out of that game if you can. And obviously with Fran not being willing to play guys with two fouls, that is something to watch out for as well. The one good thing I will say is from a turnover perspective, Maryland is not a very good team at forcing turnovers. And they also have a tendency to give the ball up as well, 181st in non-steal turnover percentage. So there's opportunities there for the Iowa Hawkeyes to create fast break opportunities. How's the game go? Well, right now, Ken Palm is predicting an 81-73 to 73 win for the Iowa Hawkeyes. As long as Iowa does not get dominated on the glass, can close out on Maryland's shooters, and plays an average offensive game, Iowa should come away with a W here. If they allow something to happen like they did against Iowa State, where Iowa just cannot shoot the, broad, shoot the ball worth the broadside, or sorry, excuse me, would not hit the broadside of a barn when shooting the, the ball, or they cannot crash the glass, we're looking at a very scary opportunity here for Iowa to fall 0-3 in conference play. We're going to be watching this game, though, tonight. Really excited about that. We'll be breaking it down on tomorrow's episode, so stay tuned for that. Might get that episode out a bit later just because I'll have to record either after the game or in the morning of tomorrow morning, so be on the lookout for that. But again, thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. We have some football content coming up this week. As always, we're going to be breaking down the basketball games as well. A very interesting game tonight, Iowa versus Maryland, due to the size that Maryland has, but also the inability for them to shoot, their inability to, to create turnovers, and their ability to turn the ball over. 
but also the rebounding ability. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup for the Iowa Hawkeyes at first Maryland in tonight's game. Again, we'll be breaking all of that down on tomorrow's episode. And if you want to bet on this game or other games, check out the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They do a great job giving you three to four games each and every day that you can bet on at betonline.ag. So check that out as well. And again, thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Have a fantastic Monday. And as always, Hawkeye Nation, let's go Hawks.